If you like movies and I'm here to say, then this is the show for you, okay? It's called the best movie to a Jamie Allentone, so don't touch that down, turn on the phone. Grab a sweet song, mix of popping corn, from Rosebud to Laffy to Jason Bourne, Mel Street to Kirk Russell to Dennis Hopper. And don't forget, y'all. Hello and welcome to The Best Movie 2, the podcast that gives you the best movie in any given situation. For example, the best movie to watch if you've just had a big roast dinner and you know you're going for a big poo is uh, probably the first Alien. John Hurt got it right, just one big push and it's all done. <laughs> and today's guest, we've got David Ferguson, a fellow comedian uh, and unbelievable film buff. This is the, the first week where we're not doing the IMDb test because I'm genuinely worried that you'll beat me <laughs> in this day. You, you love movies, don't you? I, I do love movies, yeah. I'm a big movie buff I, and I watch a lot. I think you're the same as me where you'd rather go to a film on your own than spend time with human beings. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We're <laughs> to bring you here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Dave's pedigree is that big fit. Like we, we can tell people we, we go to the cinema together quite a lot, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't look at each other though. Oh no, different screens, different movies. <laughs> um, but Dave, Dave, this is how good, Dave's great to go to the cinema with, because we, we went to see Halloween uh, and, I won't spoil it for you, but there's a shocking moment, and in front of everyone in the cinema, David in his beautiful Irish accent was, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and then had to apologise to the people <laughs> behind us. True story. <laughs> uh, so today's, uh, today's big question is, the best movie to get fashion inspiration. Um, so, are you are you a big fashionado, Dave? Uh, clearly. Clearly, <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing my uh, T'Pol from Star Trek Enterprise t-shirt, so I'm, I'm a cutting edge at fashion. And that was that was this year's winter collection, it, Anna. It was. Anna Winter. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, Anna Summers, <laughs> that's how bad I am. <laughs> All my clothes are from, like, George. He lives on the road, right? Yeah, George is a homeless guy. <laughs> lives outside my mum and dad's house. <laughs> um, the best way to start, Davey, is if we talk about um, the fashion industry as represented in cinema. Because I don't know much about the fashion industry, but the majority of films that depict the fashion industry kind of show everyone who works in it as a massive piece of shit. Well, yeah, that's the joy of it. That's the joy of it. But um, uh, one of my favourite movies that involves the fashion industry is the Garbage Pill Kids movie. <laughs> um, and because uh, the whole the whole dynamic in that film is getting Tangerine, I remember the movie, uh, getting Tangerine's fashion show together. Uh, and there's one of the characters, one of the Garbage Pill Kids, it's snot is his thing, and he's using snot to stick her collection together. Um, and so yeah you're absolutely right they're terrible people oh do you know what I've never actually seen the Garbage Pail Kid this is uh, uh, film one film one and Dave has beaten me already um, but I think that's because I, I remember the image and they gave me nightmares like my parents were fine with me watching Robocop Alien Terminator but I think I took myself out of the equation of that one and went that's, they're going to give me nightmares it's, it's a movie to watch definitely and it's 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 really bad and it's what is this like uh, well it's an actual legitimate like fashion show yeah yeah the whole the whole point is putting a fashion show together so do they have the usual tropes of the putting the fashion show together where um someone says they're not going to do it and then they do do it yeah you have the quick change yeah and the design montage yeah oh well, well 
There's always time for a fashion montage. I do love a good fashion montage, but I think that's one of the most unrealistic tropes in like films that involve fashion is the where they'll go to a shopping centre or someone will go to a nice nice clothes store and they'll go for, they'll keep getting changed and coming out while the friends do like the the thumbs down and then the, the crazy look at each other and I just I don't see why you go into a changing room with an outfit that once you see yourself in the mirror and you know it's definitely not you you'd then go out to your friends and like them they never cut to like the queue of people behind them who are like <laughs> mate I, I just want to try this top on you know I've got the car running kids are in there that's bad can you I mean you obviously look too fat in that dress so I, I, that's one of the most unrealistic montages I think there is yeah and I've seen all of the Rockies I do remember once me and Jamie were in London and I had to go and try in a new pair of glasses <laughs> and I, I spent about five minutes looking at them took some photos and he was like what took so long just pick any pair all three of us are glasses wearers but like, David I imagine you spend time when you pick your face. oh my god yeah, yeah. Jamie right. was like well just any of them they, they, they're glasses you can see it's like, <laughs> yeah. that was the thing you wouldn't take time on I, I can imagine why you don't like a montage okay dear listeners let me tell you this all three of us are currently wearing glasses that look great on our faces Mine took four minutes to pick out. <laughs> so I got that four minutes back so I could drunkenly text my ex. What did you guys think? <laughs> Waste of time looking at glasses. <laughs> representation of uh, media, uh, representation of fashion in films. I think the, probably the highest grossing one is probably Devil Wears Prada. Oh, I love that. Or Zoolander. Or Zoolander. I think Devil Wears Prada probably made more money than Zoolander. But we can check that. Oh, this is what's great is having producer Ben in. I know we're going to have a. Uh, he'll tell us. But, but I remember liking that film quite a bit. But it's a great film. And it's based on Anna Winter, isn't it? Kind of, yes. The, it's, it, the, the book was originally written. The, the main character, Miranda, in the movie is not mentioned. Her name's not mentioned in the original mm. book. Um, and it's meant to be Anna Winter. But um, there's speculation that's other people. But I, I don't care because I don't particularly <laughs> like the book. The movie I love. The, the movie I love because I didn't see a devil. I saw a bright shining goddess. I've done anything <laughs> for. Um, so, I, you, so you think bullying in the workplace is acceptable? I, I don't. So my hot take on that on the Devil Wears Prada, the film, is that it's all about love. It's it's all about love. Uh, Miranda, played by Meryl Streep, is is deeply in love with the magazine, and it's protecting the magazine and protecting the fashion. And she never does anything spitefully nothing is spiteful everything is a is a challenge so uh i i i, I love it you know uh i would like to see a, an english version of that where all of the staff there are represented by a union and the, <laughs> the first the first thing that she does like if she says this coffee is the wrong coffee go get me another one and it just cuts to like a 40 year old fat guy called greg who just goes ah oh, fuck off man <laughs> <laughs> just splashes it in her face isn't that kinky boots? Is that what kinky <laughs> uh, I've googled. So, uh, Zoolander, 60 million. Zoolander 2, 56 million. Dev West Prada, 326 million. Yes! So, as predicted, James, is significantly better than my head. Oh, I love that film so much. No, that's alright. I mean, Zoo Zoolander is good at poking fun at the fashion industry. Um, I mean, the main takeaway from Zoolander is everyone who works in the fashion industry is either A, evil, or be incredibly dumb uh, and there's no in between what they need to add in is just one of like their parents are famous and that's the only thing <laughs> like, can you imagine how annoying it must be to be like a model 
and then just someone's daughter just walks in like ahead of you like Lily Rose Depp or like one of the Jenners yeah that's right we're calling you out Lily Rose Depp I mean movies in general are really harsh on uh, models aren't they 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 tend to get short shrift I don't think I can think of one like a, a movie example and maybe someone can tweet me at Jay Allerton on Twitter or on uh, on field um um, at just play with my hair um, <laughs> I don't think I can think of an example where a model is represented as smart or you know ambitious or if if they are ambitious it's because they're evilly ambitious is evilly even a word Th- that John Collins film making of a male model making of a male model yeah that, like he, that it's sympathetic to him it's 1983 and it's a terrible film <laughs> yeah, that's one thing you're gonna know bad films. That's like if your film is it will even extend to terrible well, movies. I've just watched so many movies that like it's just a spectrum. I I love a good bad film. Like like Catwoman, that's another movie that's in the beauty industry. Mm. Uh and that's uh that is one of the worst movies ever made and I adore it. I absolutely adore it. Yeah, I I looked at a list of um the the best outfits in preparation for this. And Hal Berry's Catwoman costume popped up on a lot of them lists, which is insane because it is awful. It's it's literally what Julie Marsh was wearing to the clubs in the early nineties. <laughs> so what's your ranking of Catwoman outfits? You got her, you got Pfeiffer, you've got uh, Anne Hathaway. My my favorite movie costume uh, uh, is uh, is Anne Hathaway for Catwoman because it's gorgeous. It's tactical. It makes sense. Yeah. But I, I I love Pfeiffer's as well. Yeah. Um, and Pfeiffer's that has the win of being self-made yeah she she puts it together herself doesn't she yeah you haven't seen Batman Returns oh <laughs> this, this will happen a lot he's too getting angry with me <laughs> sorry is, sorry I realise like, this is what I have to live with Dave okay <laughs> I'll be like the bit where the Terminator and Ben goes what's the Terminator oh. oh I mean if we're talking about great fashion moments uh, Terminator 3 when Arnie, Arnie um, gets gets his clothes from a male stripper, um, um, which it was pointed out to me by a friend, means that the whole time he's in that film, he's wearing Velcro tearaway trousers. <laughs> At any point, he could rip his trousers off. He doesn't. Wouldn't that have been a better deleted scene where he just he distracts that really shitty Terminator by just. <laughs> whipping off his trousers keep the top on keep the jacket like proper Winnie the Pooh it but <laughs> get to the chopper he's just waving Terminator dong in the face that's a outfit that looks incredibly cool in a movie uh, but if anyone attempts to look like the Terminator in real life will it's look incredibly Indiana boring. Jones syndrome is right there's outfits in movies that look great like fantastic but then you apply it in real life uh, you'll get in trouble the crow I guess the crow's a big one the crow looks cool as shit. Yeah. But you walk around as a clown in But London. what do you genuinely people try and imitate? I mean, well, Matrix has a huge influence in terms of how we all dressed. Well, not all of us. Because <laughs> it looks incredibly cool, like the big leather yeah. dusters, the, like everyone in like all black, it looks amazing. And then someone tries to wear that in the real world, you're like, that's just, it doesn't, just it, doesn't fit. It, if you it. see someone wearing a long leather jacket on the tube, I tend in my head I tend to make a ooh look at you <laughs> noise yeah so someone's just, going to Camden yeah <laughs> if this is listened to if anyone not in Britain 
I like the idea of Americans a long leather coat and not thinking immediately school shooting. Yeah, like that, that's British privilege right there that we don't have to worry <laughs> that someone in a long leather coat is immediately hiding a shotgun. Yeah, it'll probably be someone who's asking you like, do you know where you can get some decent weed? Yeah, that's the biggest threat from someone in a long leather coat, or maybe they'll ask, you know. Do you know if I'm on the right tube right now? <laughs> you can hide a gun quite well in a jacket, though. Going back to the Terminator, Cal Reese, he hides that sawn-off shotgun. And I love how this is supposed to be the fashion episode. And me and, me and Ben are such violently masculine men that were like, but what about the Terminator? <laughs> what is the movie that you generally wish you could look like the characters in it, fashion-wise? Well, well... Fashion, fashion wise no, physically I want to look like Chris Hemsworth <laughs> I mean I just uh, I will never ever have a flat stomach um, and I've tried but fa- fashion well, best dressed man in a, in a movie Christian Bale Bruce Wayne oh like he, he's got some really cool yeah. Christian Bale Bruce Wayne yeah so I've got this I was going to use this at the end but so I've been rattling my brains about who is the best dressed um character and for me it's Raul Julia's Gomez Adams because oh, he does not miss a step yeah. he's got them beautiful smoking jackets uh, and he, he'll sometimes have a splash of colour yeah Gomez Adams he's, he's got me Kinsey scale 4 in that like he looks amazing and the two of them as well oh so wonderful <laughs> so I'd, I'd go with if I could and again, that's one. If you walk down to Sainsbury's trying to get batteries for the remote, dressed in a you know beautiful smoking jacket, yeah. people are going to give you some looks. I gotta say, Jimmy, if, if you said you took your fashion advice of someone from the Adams family, I wouldn't have gone going. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Everybody in that though, everybody in the Adams family, I think they dress accordingly. Like Pugly, he's fat, so he goes with stripes, clever, yeah. and slimming. Uh, Wednesday, she dresses a bit like a mother, so you can see that they're going to have issues in the future. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Cousin it is in fetish wear underneath. Yeah. It's a little known fact. Thing, very slimming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what, what, where we would do this? I reckon what would look best on you is um, the doof warrior from Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> the, I love that outfit. That, the ripped up bloody tissue on the face, the guitar. The flames. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the fashion, future movies uh, have tried to predict where fashion's going to go. Uh, quite interestingly, um, is it is it Aliens where Paul Reiser's got two ties? No, it's Back to the Future Part Two. Right. Back to the Future Part Two. That's one of the big changes they think is going to come in. Is that you're going to have dual ties? Actually, we, we, I was just thinking of a film that I think I like the fashion from it. Uh, is what we watched a couple of years ago, the Banshees of Inisherin, and like the exact, like like <laughs> n- like turn of the century Irish fashion. Like, there's something about like just a really loose like cotton shirt you can throw on, like Mr. Darcy. Yeah, or like um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which I believe is very accurate of yeah. the time. Yeah. So, so we we gonna you did you were Gomez. Adams. I'm going Gomez Adams if I could look like anyone in the street. Daddy, what was yours? Well, Christian Beale. Well, like, he, he has quite nice fashion throughout it. And also in the third film, um, he's got like the, you know, Howard Hughes locked up in a mansion yeah. look. And I, I quite, that's really what I'm thinking. <laughs> you just want that scrappy puby beard that he's got. <laughs>
They've got a fashion montage in Crazy Stupid Love yeah, where they, there's so much from uh, the way he's going through Steve Carell's wardrobe where the first time I watched it I was like, oh no. <laughs> I haven't got a Velcro wallet, it's not that bad. What's the worst item of clothing you own? The worst item of clothing? I mean, you've got that Nazi uniform from that party you went from a couple of weeks back, didn't you? It's not a party, it's an exclusive club. <laughs> <laughs> you meet every week and you just have lively discussions about the yeah. Just share opinions. Um, <laughs> the worst... Oh, God. Do you know, I, I don't... I, when, I was, when I was a teenager, I, I used to think that you would have to dress loud to get attention. And I did, at one point, even being a scouser, have a Union Jack shirt. Um, <sighs> And not only was it a Union Jack shirt, it was a Union Jack shirt that was just a one size too small for me. So it, it, it I mean, if you, if you want to do something worse than burn the flag, it's to stretch it out <laughs> and turn your body into just sausages. As you, every time I went out in it, if people were like, should we get a booth? I'd have to be like, no, nah, we should stay standing probably. Yeah. That's better. That's safer for everyone. Well, this is why I always wear t-shirts because I can <laughs> get the, it opening up. Yeah. Oh, I hate shirts. Shirts are just humiliation. Oh, I mean, we're we're both we're both big fellas, Dave. Isn't there a fat fashion icon for us? Uh, the the architect in um, uh, Beetlejuice. Well, I mean, he's a parody of fashionable people, but his actual clothing is wonderful. Yeah. Um, you might know him better as assistant Bob in Demolition Man. Um. Have you seen Demolition Man, Ben? Oh, God, I have to put up with this <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I'm going to make a montage of all the times you're disappointed with me and not seeing movies. <laughs> you got a bit in your standard about uh, your resemblance to someone from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes, I do. Do you know, it's probably one of my biggest laughs as well, which is horrible. You always get your biggest laughs from, oh, I know I look like, but yeah, I, I was plagued by Dennis Nedry. Uh, as a child because I'm fat with glasses and I've got a square head I tried to pull it off as the old man from up but <laughs> no it's Nedry <laughs> so I've never been able to really wear Hawaiian shirts on uh, larger fashion items Jack Black must have looked cool at least some maybe I'm just gonna rock he looks good the holiday he, he wears some lovely jumpers in the holiday <laughs> <don't> <laughs> a lovely jumper is it yeah Oh, I mean, you throw a jumper, like Chris Evans, uh, he wears a jumper. Oh, nice a Chris Evans actually normally looks very fashionable, even in the awful Fantastic Four movies. He, he wears it. I mean, some people wear clothes, and sometimes the clothes just wear them. Yeah. But Chris Evans wears That's because Chris Evans is beautiful. It is sort of the secret, isn't it, to, like, fashion. Like, it's... You know, you, I always end up getting funny and thinking, like, you watch something like Mad Men, you think, oh, that looks really cool. I'd, I'd, I'd look that cool if I were... I said, no, John Hamm is... has a jawline <laughs> chisel from Granite. I don't. Have we concluded the, the absolute world-shaking uh, idea that attractive people look better <laughs> than us normies? Yeah. I was thinking about what are the best movie globes and you've got uh, Sandy Sandy's got to be the most iconic one because that's the one where it's the it's the whole crux of it it's those hot pants those what it, it's not hot pants those trousers those tight trousers yeah. oh god she's gorgeous uh, you've also got Pretty Woman which is an economical globe <laughs> where she's wearing kind of cheap uh, sex worker clothing mm. and then 
Does that operate? Have you seen Pretty Woman, Ben? I have seen Pretty Woman. Okay, guys, Ben has seen a film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, is there any is there any clubs that don't work where where you watch it and go, I like them before. Uh, uh, Holly Hunter in the movie Always. Um, uh, one of the, the one of the things that they used to promote the movie was Spielberg talking about you'll see Holly Hunter and she comes down in this gorgeous dress. It's a pivotal mm. scene in the movie. And always is, is one of those Spielberg movies that doesn't quite work. It's, it's oh, this is where Spielberg was very influenced by She's All That. <laughs> well, that. Holly Hunter comes down in the ugliest dress I've ever seen. It is horrible. It's asymmetric, which is not necessarily a bad thing. She comes down, it's asymmetric. There's frills. It's horrible. And it's meant to be a moment where you're, where you're like, oh, she's gorgeous. And it just isn't. Yeah. It just isn't. Well, she's in blackface as well, which is weird. <laughs> what about um, Gwyneth Paltrow in Sliding Doors? Because then she has that like, awful haircut, so you can like, differentiate between which timeline you're watching. I sound quite like her with the short hair, but that was very that was very mid nineties. Uh, yeah, and the, the awful sperm eyebrows. Oh, that was the, again the mid nineties. It was cr- like that was Gwyneth Paltrow saying, "I can act, I can act," because uh, the movie at the time was uh, M, which is a remake of Dial M for Murder, was her big movie, and and Sliding Doors like this little independent movie, and the one that she got all the plaudits for was Sliding Doors. She had to crush an English accent, to be fair. Yeah, she's terrific. Like she was. I think what yeah. to to differentiate between they should have changed the hairstyle, but she should have done that you know, like the professor from the Weetos where you shave shave all the top and just have the sides <laughs> grown out like a a seventies football. Yeah. <laughs> I like you went for that, not not Einstein, not like <laughs> the professor from the Weetos. It's your reference point. I'm sorry, but. Einstein doesn't have a PhD. Okay, <laughs> that professor. In cocoology. In cocoology. Not only is he a doctor, but he's chosen to give that knowledge back out. Okay, and I know the cocoa pops really go on about how we turn the milk chocolatey brown, but Weetos do it without banging on about it. <laughs> but how are we solving this? What, what, what do you need to do if you if you're like right? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna buy a new wardrobe. I'm throwing everything out. Buy a new one. What would be the one you would say? So you need something timeless, like say Rick in Casablanca, because that that never got, you know that that what white tux never gets old. No, and neither does Rick. Yeah. But and they have the uniforms as well. They just they, <laughs> they pop. They're made by Hugo Boss. So yeah. like, you see, I, when it comes to it comes to fashion and movies, it's always the women that I'm looking at. So like the ultimate makeover is now Voyager, which is a Betty Davis film from 1947, I think 1946. Um, and that's and one of the Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yes, uh, now no Voyager. Um, uh, Betty Davis plays a character, and it's eighty years old. That's why one of the reasons why I mentioned it as well. It's eighty years old, like this week. Um, it's a great film. Black oh, okay. So, are you? We're starting to move towards a possible answer here. Then, so in your in your opinion, then Dave, what do you think is the best movie to get fashion inspiration? Because this is people are going to take this now. And they're going to run with it. This could make or shape people's lives. Someone going out on a date, that first date, when you need to dress good and make sure that you don't drink too much. Make sure that you don't purposely pick the place that your girlfriend works at just to show her that you can actually do better without her. You don't need her anymore. Take that, Denise. Um, what for you is the, is the best movie to get fashion inspiration? Oh, Silence of Arms. <laughs> You know, Buff- Buffalo Bill does not listen to anyone else's advice. No, yeah. And uh, and okay, some people had to die for it, but you know mm. that's fashion. People must I mean, suffer. 
Yeah, to use the tagline from the thing, man is the warmest place to hide. So <laughs> wearing someone else's skin. And then that way, if you look shitty as well, if someone's like, oh, you look awful, you can be like, they're actually talking about someone else's skin yeah. and not my skin. So it kind of helps you. Which is, which is actually the whole thing about Buffalo Bill. Uh, in all seriousness, because I love Sans Lance, one of my favorite films uh, ever. Um, but in all seriousness, proper fashion advice, uh, the devil wears Prada. Because, and I'll, I'll tell you why. So I'm not a huge Meryl Streep fan. I don't love her. I know, I know. She's Meryl Streep in every film she does. The River uh, Wild. Uh, How dare you. Uh, like, do, you, do, you do you believe that she could do that? Come on. Um, that river gets pretty wild. It does get pretty wild. No, I love the River Wild. I, 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 I do enjoy Meryl Streep. But my favourite Meryl Streep movie is The Devil Wears Prada. And the reason it's my favourite Meryl Streep movie is she has the cerulean speech in the film. Uh, uh, Anne Hathaway plays a character called Andy. And uh, there, there's a fitting in, in the office. And uh, uh, she, Annie, uh, Andy balks at what they're saying. You know, there's two belts, you know, which belts should we use? You know, they both look so different. And Andy laughs at this. And Anne, uh, Anne Hathaway is schooled by Meryl Streep. Oh, okay, so we've got it. The best movie to get fashion inspiration is The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Or for me personally, I'd still go with Mad Max Fury Road. So every week we uh, we ask our, uh, our patients, uh, who is your favorite movie star? And then we ask them to uh, answer which of their characters will be best in a certain situation. This week you've chosen Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford, which I'll be honest with you, there's a bit of, bit of a gap in my knowledge in Joan Crawford, <laughs> so this is going to be a fun round. You might have to explain these characters out as we go. Yeah. Uh, but what is it about Joan Crawford that you love, Dave? Uh, no one makes me feel like Joan Crawford in the film. Um, she is a superb actor, um, and uh, like her, the subtlety of her acting is amazing, but also she can cut that ham like she can be, <laughs> like she can be ridiculous but it, it, it she knows how to do it she knows how to do it like if you watch a movie like Sudden Fear um, it basically becomes a silent movie for the last half of the movie and it's everything you need is on her face and it's phenomenal there's a sequence where she's trapped in a closet and I can relate to that <laughs> and, and there's a, 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 a flash of light on her face you know a beam of light on her face and you see everything and it's just like how does she do that and there's another movie called Humoresque uh, uh, Madonna based her video um, The Power of Goodbye on it and it just the, it's phenomenal it's phenomenal what she does and it's all on her face there's a sequence where she's listening to some music in Humoresque Humoresque is a musical piece and um, you just see love and anger and hurt all on her face on this exquisite face so th- no one makes me feel like Crawford does and um, she's also really maligned in popular culture. She's probably best known as Mommy Dearest. There's a mm. there's a there's a horror comedy called Mommy Dearest that Faye Dunaway's in. It wasn't designed as a horror comedy, but I defy you not to watch it and laugh. <laughs> um, it's the funniest movie you'll ever see about child abuse. Um, but it was based on on Joan Crawford's daughter's memoirs, uh, her adopted daughter's memoirs, Mommy Dearest, where she talks about Crawford having abused her. I. I think it was just a sell book. So it's a lighthearted one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Mommy Dearest is a genuinely funny film. Like, um, um, but it is about childhood. So, like, you know. <laughs> we'll move on to the game, right? So, once you give me a character, you can't reuse that character. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, the first uh, situation: which of Joan Crawford's characters would be best to help you kill a monkey? 
<laughs> you got oh, well, the, the, uh, well that, 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 that I know the answer to that and I just want to double check what the name of the character is so John Crawford's last movie was a movie called Trog and it's a terrible movie Trog Trog as in troglodyte and it's a sci-fi <laughs> horror it's Dr. Brockton yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Joan supplied her own uh, uh, clothes for the film it was really really low budget it was the last movie she did it's a terrible, terrible film, and she effectively has to kill a monkey in that. So yeah. Oh shit! Oh wow! Yeah. So it's Doctor Brockton. I didn't even. No um, I didn't even look ahead on this. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Brockton. Oh. And Trog is a terrible film, and I adore it. I adore. It's I feel awful. like I need to watch this now. It is. It. It. it it's not reflective of Joan as an actor. It is a terrible. Yeah. Movie. I'm looking at images and now, and the the monkey alone. It is. It's. It's a man in a monkey mask. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's also, it's, not a good monkey mask. No. And no. <laughs> no. what, what does it matter? Like you, he's got just bare arms. But yep. below it, like, it's a very odd. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's in America, he has the right to them. They are. Oh. Hey! Hey! hey. hey. Oh. Forgot I was a comedian here. <laughs> All right, which Joan Crawford character would be best to help you raise a baby found in the street? <laughs> uh. So this God, is a, that's a, you need a certain moral ambiguity because you're not handing the baby into the <laughs> into the correct people, which is of course a church. See, see the thing about Crawford, she was all I'm, I'm uh, uh, Jenny from uh, Torch Song. So Torch Song uh, it was Crawford's return to MGM. She was an MGM star, and then she left, got all her Oscars at Warner Brothers, and then came back to MGM 15 years later. And it was her first color film. And uh, it's one of the last instances of blackface in a film. Uh, John Crawford wears blackface in it. Uh, it. It's in context. You have to watch it, but it really is like, oh my god! Come on, the last instances of the film. It really is one of the last. Still happening in the Well, I mean, but, I mean, Ben know. sends me videos of his parties. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, black, black, blackface is a whole thing. The, the whole point in, in, the, in Torch Song is uh, she pulls off her wig and she's got red hair. So the contrast is there because it's technicolor. Um, so Je uh, but Jenny Stewart is the character in that and she's just a vile bitch and I adore her. I mean, she's vile. So you want her. someone vile who wears blackface to help you raise this baby? Well, the, the, thing, the thing is, it would change her. That's all she needs oh, okay. is love because she uh, changes in the film. She finally meets someone who loves her, and that's that's what it's all about. So the uh, I don't like the guy she meets with. It was it was Liz Taylor's first husband. I've forgotten his name as we talk, and I just don't care because um, <laughs> he's awful in the film. He's really really bad. But he was Liz Taylor's first husband, and um, uh, yeah, I don't like that he's the reason that Jenny Stewart feels love. I, a little Baba would be the one. Okay, so we're going Jenny Stewart from what was the name? Torch Song. Torch song. Oh, it's a film you have to see. <laughs> I love it, but it's oh. Okay, the best Joan Crawford character to help you when you've gotten into a football brawl. So you've been down to Millwall. Oh, oh, it's Vienna. All kicked off. Oh, Vienna from Johnny Guitar. Johnny Guitar. Johnny Guitar is a is a is a western. Are you making these titles up? <laughs> <laughs> Vienna from Johnny Guitar. Johnny Johnny Guitar was the first uh, Joan Crawford movie I got to see on the big screen. The VFI showed it. And I, I cannot tell you the thrill of, of seeing that film on the big screen. The color palette of it's really, really weird. The, um, uh, and uh, it's just surreal. It's basically two lesbians, because Vienna's a technically a lesbian, uh, and Mercedes McCambridge, who does the voice in The Exorcist, and they just hate each other, and it's, oh, it's such a great film. And, she, and uh, Martin Scorsese thinks so as well, but she, she takes no shit from anybody. You, yeah, Vienna. I love Vienna. 
Oh, nice. Uh, I might give that a go then. Uh, yeah, Charlie Jones Guitar is a brilliant film. As I, I was just going to that, uh, I think you might hate this, which is that Variety commented, uh, it proves Crawford should leave Saddles and Levi's to someone else and stick to City Lights for background. Yeah, full <laughs> of shit. Martin Scorsese agrees with me. I, I go with Martin. Yeah, Martin. It's a great film. Um, and finally, uh, what's the best Joan Crawford to go to Toby Carvery with? <laughs> uh, so we're talking like we need a proper two plate who understands exactly the vibe probably going to have a couple of drinks at 10am oh who are well, you taking to Toby Carvery oh Mildred Pierce Mildred Pierce yeah What's Mildred she? Pierce from Mildred Pierce um, she's she's wonderful uh, she's a a woman who pulls herself up by her bra straps and uh, kicks all the useless men out of her life and, and then has an ungrateful daughter and it's fantastic it's fantastic it's one of the it's one of the great movies and it's it's film noir before film noir um because the way it's shot and Jill Crawford comes out of shadows and she's she's got that exquisite face like her face as she gets older she gets very hard looking but when she was still a young woman she was incredibly beautiful and it's so much fun and I like you're just pouring the gravy on your potatoes and you're like fucking (laughs) yeah I often imagine the shadows out of Toby Carver (laughs) I must feast once more (laughs) you're asking just because I I imagine like Jane there's a lot of people who haven't seen many or any Jane Crawford no, what would what would you say is a really good uh, if you were to say right you, to understand Jane Crawford here's the films I'd watch first oh I can I can give you an answer for that so there's yeah. there's three films that I would absolutely recommend so uh, Dancing Lady it's Fred Astaire's first appearance in, in films Ooh. it's 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 fluff uh, um, uh, Clark Gable is the male lead uh, Francho Tone is in as well which is Crawford's husband at the time it's just wonderful it's really really funny Mildred Pierce which I've just mentioned you, that's the quintessential Crawford movie all the elements that you need uh, she shoots someone uh, she, well she has a gun uh, uh, she has fur she goes from being uh, having nothing to having everything uh, and she just looks gorgeous and every man in the world loves her that's, a, that's the perfect film uh, and then um, uh, one of the best thrillers uh, of, the, of the sort of women in danger genre uh, is Sudden Fear. Um, it's just That's a phenomenal film. And Gloria Graham's in that film as well. She's fantastic. She's fantastic. She's just, oh, so good. Um, and, and, um, and Jack Palance is the, is the, the male lead. And they put, me, they put prosthetics on his face so he looks more monstrous. So he's got. He's just. So they make Jack Palance look more monstrous. Right, right. <laughs> he just looks extraordinary in the film. It's it's wonderful. Okay. Oh well, thanks very much uh, for coming on, David. Have you got any um, anything that you'd you'd like to push? Any any events that you run or any any social? Uh, I, I have my own comedy night. Uh, it's called Funny Friends. Uh, it's at the Savoy Tap. Just but Funny Friends. Do Ferguson Funny Friends. They can find me on social media. Love David Ferguson. Love, love me. Love me. Love me. Love uh, David Ferguson. Yeah. Oh, thanks very much, Dave. Okay, I guess we're off to go uh, put some outfits on yeah. and uh, and have a little fashion montage. Okay. All right, cheers, mate. No worries, that was great. <laughs>